This is the weekly sermon from Church of the Holy Trinity, a Reformed Episcopal parish of the Anglican Church in North America in Houston, Texas. Please join us on Sundays at 8.15 and 10.30 a.m. for Holy Communion and visit us on the web at holytrinityrec.org. Please enjoy the sermon. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Tonight's homily comes from one of our readings, Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. He has spoken to us by His Son, Hebrews 1, 2. A few days ago, I read an opinion column that asserted that in general, if more people would just learn from Jesus' teachings, the world would be a much better place. While I couldn't disagree with that statement, the opinion writer who wrote that has also diminished Jesus' identity and primary mission on the earth. The resurrection wasn't really as important as his teachings and the thought of him being the Son of God, God incarnate, as little more than a point of debate, so says the writer. It was his teachings, his treating all people with dignity, that was what we really needed to concentrate on for a better world. The theme was if we could only ask, act more like Jesus. The problem with this, of course, is that this perspective not only fails to consider humanity's brokenness and lostness and sin, but it fails to come to grips with both who Jesus is and why he had to humble himself to become one of us. The author of Hebrews tells us that while prophets had spoken to mankind in times past, it is in these last days that he sent his son to speak to us. Jesus isn't just another moral teacher as the author asserts, telling us how to behave. He is God's son. He is the one who created the world. He is the inheritor of all creation. He is the radiance of the glory of God, so tells us the author of Hebrews. The baby Jesus, whose birth we celebrate this evening, is the same one who, even while as a man or as a human, was just yet a babe, helpless, the same time was divine, upholding all of creation. A helpless child, yes, but yet at the same time, the one who held together and continues to hold together all that exists. Jesus is the exact imprint of the nature of God. And it was Jesus, God's Son, who came down to not just give us a set of teachings on how to be nice to each other, but to deal with what the real issue was, our separation between God in ourselves. Jesus' mission was to come to make purification for sin, so we're told in Hebrews 1. Up until that time of his crucifixion, sacrifices were made in the temple in Jerusalem to deal with human offenses against God. As the author of Hebrews notes later on in his work, the blood of the bulls and the goats that were 
shed every day, every year, couldn't repair the breach between God and man. They would have to be repeated time and time again, year after year, day after day, to remind people of the costliness of sin. They only served to point. They pointed to the one who would one day come and offer himself to take away, as John would tell us later, the sins of the world. He would perfect for all time those that would trust in him for salvation. He was not a mere rabbi, but the high priest of a new and a better covenant in which people weren't merely taught God's laws, but that there was a transformation of the heart. We fool ourselves when we think we get to make ourselves better people. We think our behavior is simply a matter of ignorance by which a little ed education or a little more determination can make us better. God tells us, though, that the situation is much more dire. Otherwise, why would he send someone as precious as his son to come to this earth on the mission that he had? Our hearts are deceitful and deeply marred, so says the prophet Jeremiah, by the transgression of Adam and Eve from so long ago. It took God's son the ultimate in revelation, to come down to take the penalty of our sin upon himself in order to bridge the gap between God and man. Mankind's problem isn't that we don't treat each other with respect, but that we don't respect God. We had every, he had every right to destroy Adam when he sinned when he rebelled against them, but he didn't do it. It was his plan to redeem what was fallen due to his love and also for his own glory. The babe in the manger was no mere future celebrity rabbi. It was God's son, the ultimate revelation of God and the solution to our wickedness and rebellion. It is he who now sits at the right hand of God and as John tells us in his first epistle, intercedes for his people. He's not merely a prophet, but a healer of souls who not only teaches us how to live, but changes our very desires from one of rebellion against God to love for God. And by consequence, Love those who are made in God's image. Let us not just tip our hats to Jesus, as the author of that article seems to imply, but run to him with repentance in our hearts and joy in the salvation he has accomplished for us on the cross. Worship him, the ultimate revelation, the radiance of God, Jesus the Christ. Amen.